Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Direct Input Podcast. Today is July 14, 2016, and we are at Ralph's Diners with the one and only Ross the Boss. What's up, everybody? Greetings from Queens. Fucking right. Queens, New York, in the house. I can't fucking believe you're here, dude. Holy shit. This ain't no fucking $75 Man War concert. You're joined today by your drummer, Lance. Shots What's your fired. name, Lance? Lance Lance? Lance Lance. Lance Barnwald is my name, and uh, I play drums for... Ross the Boss, and uh, a few other projects. <laughs> yeah. He also is a fantastic guitar player. He plays in Riot right now at the moment. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I play in uh, Riot currently. I have an original band called Fate Breaks Dawn, and uh, I'll be doing some live shows with uh, Michael upon Silent Assassins. Dude, we would love to have like a nice little fucking Riot show. I mean, a little Thunder Steel up in here would fucking melt this fucking building to the floor, I think. It would be goddamn lucky. Well, we're going to melt this building to the floor now. For tonight. sure. Absolutely. I'm shocked you're here, honestly. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I, I, because I'm not really shocked. The beautiful thing is that I saw Venom Inc. a couple weeks ago, and I got to tell you, Ross, that band is doing everything right, and you're doing everything right because you're giving the people what the people fucking want. Exactly. And that's what fucking metal is all about. This is what we fucking need as a fan base, and this is what fucking I think Man of War is all about in the end. So it's really fucking gratifying to see you show up here. Well, thank you, Man of Man of War was about that. What we're doing now in the early days, you know. Uh, my concept of Man of War is what we're doing now. It's just no phony baloney, no bass solos, no s- any solo. No no s- bass solos, I'm out of here. No. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> no, s- no speeches. No douche chills. No nothing. No parading the audience, not telling the audience what's cool to like or what's not cool to like. Um, it's, just, it's just me the way I am from my punk rock uh, um, pedigree. I mean, it, it's just no bullshit. You know, there's very little talking, just all metal, all, f- all might, all, you know, world-class delivery, and that's where we're at. And, you know, people are reacting to the band. People are reacting to the, the new Rasta Boss band, and it's, it's great to see. Dude, you're a man of integrity. What did your parents do for work growing up? How did they support you growing up? Um, my father, they were in the furniture business. They, my grandparents had a store. A big, big uh, furniture store in Westport, Connecticut, and uh, that was their business. Was that one of your first jobs? Yeah, actually, I, I loaded trucks when I was was like as soon as I could load. I was loading trucks when I was a boy. No shit. You know, my father put me to work right away, busting my ass. So I, I, I learned the value of what work is. Absolutely. And it, you know, I'm a workaholic today. I, I, I you know, I just I, I don't take any days off. I don't take vacations. Um, I have 30 records, and that's how you get 30 records. Fucking right, dude. <laughs> We've been playing pro for, like, God, what's it been, like, nearly 40 years at this 41. point? 41. 41? Yeah. 1975 was the first record, uh, Dictators Go Girl Crazy. And uh, it's a landmark record. It's hanging in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And CBS uh, uh, Legacy just reissued it. Andrew WK just uh, mixed a couple of new tracks. Got the got the two inch straight, got the two inch tape, and remixed a couple That's of so songs early. on it. Oh. You know, so we were honored, and you know, people are still reacting to that record to this day. Do you remember where you were when Thurman Monson died? I actually, I was I was probably uh, on tour. No shit. Yeah. You keep I up on like you were living in Paris. Was it Paris or France? Probably. What year was it? 
Oh, God. you got to put me. I'm not a Yankee fan, man. Right. Fucking, was it 75, 70? Was somewhere fan. around there. Right. Are you a Met fan? Yeah. Oh, fucking 86, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, <laughs> horrible. Well, I know where I was when I was in, uh, when Elvis died. I was in Minneapolis. We were playing a show. Really? Yeah. What band was that with? The Dictators. Okay. Dictators, the first band you've quit the job over, or whatever? The Dictators, yes. Actually, we were 19 years old when we got our first record contract. Uh, we really um, went from inception to playing for our manager, Sandy Perlman, and he managed Blue Oyster Cult, and actually Black Sabbath at one point, and Shaken Street. And we, got a, we, got a, we made a demo, and we got a record deal. Back in the day when you can do that sort yeah, of no thing. Kidding. No fucking instant gratification of the internet. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears. You're right. Snail mail, whole nine yards, two-inch fucking tape. Uh, Jesus Christ. Two, that was the way to go, bro. Two-inch <laughs> tape. That's it. I know nothing about that. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> I think if we, had our, we, if we could do it, I'll, we'll get a studio with two-inch tape. But, you know, that, 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 that tape is expensive. Yeah, no kidding. For real. I mean, it's like $250 a reel, a two-inch tape. It's like... And you had these groups back in the day. I, I, I could remember um, when they were recording the Mob Rules, Black Sabbath. Um, I get, uh, you know, we, we know a lot of people and their, Paul, their, their road manager was telling me, oh, they're just screwing around with the, ba- with the bass drum sound. And they're just wasting tape. They're just going, you know, two days on a bass drum sound. Two fucking days on a bass drum sound bl- using tape. And they're not going over the tape. Can you imagine wild. that? wild. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, the money that was wasted. I mean, it just you can't money. You just said it right there. Money. Money. Actual money. And they just record companies just had it. They were just bailing. You know, just writing big checks. And uh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What What do you yeah. think of like? Uh, I know like Blue Oyster Cult kind of has played like a role with you guys early on. Uh, I was listening to fucking um, the album the other day. What the fuck is a Revolution by Night? Yeah. Fucking, what was it like your first impressions around that? Like when you're hearing like a, sh- a song like Shooting Shack, which to me fucking blows my mind. They're, I think it's a great song, but it's, you that's know. That's a lot of the day BOC I'm not too attached to. I'm attached to the first like five records until uh, Agents of Fortune, the live record on your feet, on your knees. Um, Spectres even. Right. You know, uh, I'm the, the latter day stuff, I kind of lost it, lost them. Uh, they're, they're all my good friends, so... I mean, I was in a band with Albert Bouchard, the drummer, uh, called The Brain Surgeons, and uh, he's a great guy. BOC was very influential on Young Boss Man. Hold on. Now, let's talk about Man of War. Early on, you guys... I mean, I was, like, listening to Battle Hymns fucking... It, there's kind of, like, uh, a shift between that into, like, into Glory Ride, where I think it's more, like... I won't say less blue collar, but this, it's mo- less John Rambo and more Conan. What exactly kind of pushed that? Well, we, I mean, we just, um, the, at the time of the first record, we were actually kind of happy, er, you know, and so the rock and roll songs and, you know, we still had an epic battle him in Dark Avenger. But after that, we kind of, we like got dropped from the record company, EMI. They spent a shitload of rec- money on us. We get dropped. We were very, very pissed off. I think the mood of Into Glory Ride is a really su- is super pissed off record. I mean, I mean, really. I mean, you can hear it. You could hear that record, how angry we were. And, and I think we took it out on the music. Um, you know, Hatred, <laughs> March for Revenge, Revelation. 
uh, Gloves of Metal, you know, so Warlord. And some of those tracks we were going to present to you tonight. Fucking right, dude. Hell That's yeah. That's right. Fucking so. sick, dude. Have you ever been able to, like, uh, contact and just reminisce with fucking, like, somebody like Johnny Rotten, somebody else who's been dropped by EMI? Johnny Rotten, um, I've met, you know, a very nice guy. He's actually, uh, he's got a problem. He's slowly going, going blind. No kidding, really. Yeah, it's, it's really, t- it's, it's, a, it's a disaster. That sucks. I knew, I knew uh, Sid Vicious. When the first time we went to London, Sid Vicious was hanging out in our hotel room, just, just hanging out, just trying to get whatever he could get. <laughs> oh, shit. And, whatever and, that and, means. And Nancy Spungen was going out with our bass player, Andy Chernoff, at the time, or the keyboardist, Andy. So they had a relationship. So it's pretty Fucking nasty Nancy, huh? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. You can only work. imagine that scenario. Right. So. Fucking hell, dude. Well, so what was it like, though? I mean, coming from the dictators and shifting into Man of War, I mean, like, I, you hear these stories, like, about, like, Ramones opening up for Black Sabbath and fucking getting just fucking booed off stage and shit thrown right, at them. Right, was right. it really that hostile? Well, I mean, I somebody mean, came from both worlds? Yeah, but for, for me, it was really, uh, I mean, I was always the heavy metal guy in the, in the punk band, you know? James Hetfield said that. I was always the heavy metal guy. I always loved heavy music. Not just heavy metal, but like heavy blues. Um, you know, Jimmy Page and uh, Humble Pie music and Hendrix and all, you know, Tony, of course, Black Sabbath. Um, but I was always that guy that, you know, was the heavy guy. And then when, when I was, the, I always wanted to have a band like a power trio with a singer or maybe not a singer. So... Um, like The Who, like Cream, like Led Zeppelin, like Jimi Hendrix, like Grand Funk Railroad. Those bands were the archetypical bands. Mountain, well, they had a keyboard player, but they, you know, those bands set the, the type of band that Joey and I wanted to create. Yeah. So fucking, you said that, I, I saw an interview, you got really fucked up seeing Vanilla Fudge live as a, as a wee lad. Yeah. Pretty much put you on the path. Pretty much my first concert. Live concert that I saw was Vanilla Fudge, yeah. and I walk into, I go into the auditorium. I think it was City University or some city college, or something, and I see many, many amplifiers, many stacks, and, and Vanilla Fudge is credited with the first band that put the stacks up. And when they went to England, everyone saw it. Like uh, Hendrix saw it, The Who saw it, you know. So every band since then were, were you know stacking. You know, Vanilla Fudge, very, very, very important band. So uh, they, when they come on, Carmine Appice with his double bass drums, Tim Bogart, amazing bass player. Uh, they, their guitar player wasn't so great, but Vinny Martell, but they were kicking ass. They were kicking ass and tight as hell. Well, then they got they got Rondinelli later. I, I remember seeing a Vanilla Fudge DVD that my dad showed me when I was like 11, and it was still Carmine and the other guys but uh they had bobby rondinelli's brother what's his name teddy rondinelli, teddy rondinelli. he's good that was good. that was good uh-huh <laughs> right so the vanilla fudge really pretty much steered me in that direction and then i saw cream at city college and th- then it was over then yeah. then once i saw cream it was it i got on it was there was no turning back after that it's a beautiful thing so yeah. fall, following the lineage of fucking heavy fucking bands named after food <laughs> Consider that for yourself. <laughs> what, what would be one project you would name yourself after if it was a fucking piece of food? <laughs> well, Hot Tuna's already been taken. 
<laughs> Vanilla fudge. Right? Uh, Fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> I'll sell you fucking prime rib. Uh-huh. TM and copyright, all included. Registered. Let's do it. It's prime rib. You can see it right now. That's a good one. Bloody rare steak. That's Bloody what I would call steak. my bean. Yeah. Fucking London boil or some shit like London that. Bro- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fucking retarded shit. You lived in Paris. Was it Paris? It was France, obviously. You were yeah. with Shaken Street. Right. You, you, I, honestly, lived in, I lived in France uh, for about a year on tour with Shaken Street. Okay. As I was telling everybody on the ride up, I, I, I played 41. We played 41 shows in France. Now, the size of France, I mean, put 41 shows, dot 41 shows in that country. Right. We did it, and it was great. I mean, I got to know France pretty, pretty damn well. <laughs> I Wait, saw was that one tour? Or like one, yeah. one routing of France? Yeah, yeah, we were pro- pro- doing the records. Short know, drives, man. It was unbelievable. Short drives, that 12-minute oh, yeah, drive. Probably, and, yeah. and we, had, we had these Citroëns, these Ambassador Citroëns. Citroen cars with and they would go up and down and we would just dr- the f- I, I, I'm surprised we're not dead we drive so fast back to Paris every night we barely stayed so some of the places we had to stay like Marseille was so far away but they wanted to go back to Paris every, every single night oh wow so we were sleep was, in your own bed right yeah it was nuts yeah. <laughs> it was fucking crazy have you played up in like Quebec Montreal anything like that Shaken Street, I don't think Shaken Shaken Street did. Did you went up there with Man of War though? Yes. Probably the last time you've been up yeah, there? Yeah, we played there. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Fucking, I, I, I was kind of the impression that you lived in, in France and was going to... Well, yeah, for a while there, yeah. Just like a month or two? No, it was about a year. Oh, a full year? Yeah. Well, so that leads to my next question. What was fucking more fucked up? Living in Paris? Well, fuck, I keep saying Paris. Oh, yeah, it is Paris, though. Living over there or living in fucking Poughkeepsie or doing Man of War up in Poughkeepsie? Auburn. Auburn. Auburn What's is the, the difference between that? Well, <laughs> Paris was a little more, just a slight bit more sophisticated than Auburn. Uh, Auburn is a very, uh, the, the, the feature of Auburn is the prison, is the, the, is the uh, maximum security prison there. Where is that by Fishkill? No, Auburn, New York. It's western New York by Syracuse. All right. The, the, one of the main features is the guy that uh, killed John Lennon is in that prison. And uh, the prison is the, the feature and man of war of <laughs> Auburn. Really? Yeah. I kind of like, like say Auburn is like the, the butt pimple on the shanker of the blackhead of the ass of New York State. <laughs> That's fucking impressive because, I mean, the common man thinks that New York okay. City would be that way. Tell us how you really feel. Nah, <laughs> man. It's, it's, it's a really, I mean, the people there, I made a, made a lot of friends there, but the city just, it's. Too much magic? It's, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I just—I'm just telling you what I f- what I remember. It's I mean, fucking direct. Uh, we had a great time every night. I mean, we'd go out. We there was a couple of rock bars there. I mean, j- you know, the band would always go out, and you know, we we get into a lot of trouble. Meet meet a lot of uh, special friends, and you know, so. Yeah, no, we've always been active as a Massachusetts band. We've always found an audience in, like, fucking the Albany area, yeah, yeah. fucking Rochester, you know, like, House yeah, of Guitars yeah. are still out there over there. Okay. Fucking, so, you know, it's one of those things. We just played out there recently at Water Street Tavern. I'm good, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. I got a beer here. Thanks. You, you want a beer, beer? Nah, I don't drink beer. No? Nah. Fucking vodka? Yeah. You don't smoke weed, nothing? No. No? No hard drugs? No. No, no cocaine? No hard drugs. No. 
<laughs> no, no Dwight Gooden no fucking no, no Daryl Strawberry hey fucking man, booger sugar I was just the dictators we're, we were about to do a southern tour and we go to LaGuardia airport yep. and guess who's sitting there but Daryl no. wasn't Wade Boggs that motherfucker Dwight, was it Dwight, Dwight Gooden, really Doctor K sitting there no like, shit. so I finally worked up the worked up the fucking balls to go over to him and, and talk to him and then he goes like I said I said you know I'm kind of like in the baseball business as well I said we have a batting cage. In, in Queens and, and my son was all college All-American um, baseball player and uh, you know so he what immediately he perked up what did your son play for tell me he played for Queens College and then Queensboro College and that's where he made his uh, All-American what position catcher switch hitting catcher that's gonna be the smartest man on the field fucking catcher you gotta be the quarterback of the fucking game bottom it's a line brutal, brutal position bro absolutely brutal squats so, so he's still involved. Do you want a batting cage? Whereabouts in, is it Queens? Or was it yeah, Middle it's, Village? It's Middle Village, yeah. Right. And, and we've, we've had it for 11 years. I mean, What's we're it not called? The Cage. Okay. I mean, we're not getting rich, but, you know, we're paying our bills. But it's, it, it serves the community. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of kids have gotten scholarships. And a lot of inner city kids that we let, you know, I let all the time because they don't have no money. But yeah. I figure them b- playing baseball is better than them being on the street. Fucking beautiful thing, dude. Wreaking havoc, bro. It's a shame that baseball is unfortunately declining. It's a fucking well, beautiful thing that I, you... You know, it's not, that, it's not as bad as you think, man. It's really? very... Yeah. I mean, you'd think that uh, you know, most athletes want to be uh, football, and football and basketball, but... You're not losing fucking customers to lacrosse or anything no, like that? No. Really? No. Around here, lacrosse is big business. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Soccer, you know. too. Oh, no. yeah, soccer's fucking... We got well, tons because of any, knuckle, any knucklehead could hit a, and kick a ball. Yeah. But yeah. of all sports, who, who has the worst schedule? Baseball, maybe? Most amount of dates? Baseball is... They're always on the road. You're busy, man. Always on the road. Yeah, busy. fucking 100 fucking... Uh, was it 62? Yeah, fucking... Fucking Christ, dude. Yeah. One day off a week, typically. It is what it is. That's the pitcher's got it, you know? Yep. Yeah. Well, so fucking the cage is in Middletown... Middle well, Village. Mi- Middle Village, Jesus Christ. Yeah. This should be a destination for all bands that go to New York, in my opinion. Some of these guys like going off to some bar that's owned by somebody, Nico and I made. I think, especially Euro- European bands, skip the shooting range, go to the fucking batting cage. You want an American experience, go see fucking Ross the Boss down at the cage in Middle Village. That's if I'm there, I'll take care of you. Fucking right, dude. That's right. That's a fucking. I, I don't I'll know, set man. you up with some heaters. Oh, shit, heaters. really? You, f- you still throw? You, you got all the fucking guns and everything? Fucking, nah. Yeah. You do clinics? You don't get out there and fucking. I don't throw teach. Down? No, I don't do that. Pep talks? That's not my line of work. No shit. Nah. All right. Delegation. Have somebody yeah, we else have, take we have care staff. of that. Just pay the bills. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> it's a good manager. Do you collect memorabilia at all? Nah. Nothing? Nah. These guys are fucking maniacs. Most of them are I scumbags. Know. I know. Kids, you know, fucking hunting for autographs and shit like that. Stealing cards from little kids and all that bullshit. So if you were a fantasy GM, I got to ask you, though. I thought you were a Yankee fan. This is why I prepared this in this context. You might be slightly disjointed in the favor. But two of the best Dominican pitchers of all time. Who would you rather give a four-year contract? Pedro Martinez or Mariano Rivera? Hmm, Closer versus starter. How long is the contract? I mean, considering that you're a Met fan and you got fuck, it's a four-year contract, Brian. And considering uh, Ross got the fucking Pedro on the Mets, not the fucking I'm talking say, Fenway you know Pedro. I would have to say Pedro in his prime. Fucking best pitcher of my lifetime. Absolutely. Fucking unreal. Yeah. Appointment fucking TV whenever that's right. fucking through the ball. You know, let's face it, Mariano, if it wasn't for Mariano, the Yankees wouldn't be the fucking uh, evil empire. They, they suck. Fucking Yankees suck. 
<laughs> you guys are one of the few fucking fan bases that I can relate to fucking hating those cocks. Uh, <laughs> are you a Yankee fan? Uh, no. A uh, front runner? <laughs> what's, up, what's up with everything else? Fucking Jets? Fucking Giants? I'm a Giant fan. <sighs> Thank you. I respect it. Respect it. Coughlin's a fucking BC guy. He's gone. You guys fucking... Well, you stuffed us two times in the fucking Super no Bowl. Shit. Yeah. No. I know what it's like to have my hat ripped out. <laughs> fucking you and fucking 86 with the Mets, what too. Are you, what are you complaining about? Those guys, all the guy they do is win. Oh, well, the greatest of all time. You know, I'm complaining about this fucking Tom dumb Brady's fucking sentence killer. here. Hey, they're fucking killing me. They're killing an innocent man right now, Ross. This fucking roof Beta Ginsburg ain't going to save the guy with these fucking... Appeals and all this bullshit like that. I, oh, I can't keep the, the uh, It's not even an issue. I don't even know what the, what that word yeah, means. Deflate gate. It's not even a thing. That's a bunch of bullshit. It's an illegal word. Yeah. Who's more evil, fucking Hillary or Joey DeMeo? <laughs> 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 uh, that's a gotcha question. <laughs> it's Hillary, right? <laughs> that did come out of nowhere. Hillary. No right one field. is worse than her. I know. No one is worse than that. That is Carl Logan's hair a wig? Uh, ginger. Yes. Um, it's very perfect. It's too perfect. Nah, Carl's a good guy. All right. Do you still talk to Eric? No, I haven't spoken to him. Uh, you know that you know about their retirement, right? Yeah. Right. It's time for you to shine. Yeah. It just it's just such a coincidence that uh, we do the Kit Festival and then two, a week later they announce their retirement. Those videos are anything. up. Our videos are up, and you know we're retiring. I don't doubt it, dude. Honestly, I'm fucking for real right now. <laughs> fucking seeing the way that this whole Venom backlash has happened with the Venom Inction, I'm telling yeah. you, fucking people fucking want what's real, and you're the fucking real deal, dude. Yeah. Those first six albums is what's up, dude. That's Thank the you. fucking foundation of fucking... Power why we're metal. fucking here tonight? Metal Thursday. It's uh, because of you guys. Okay. One of the few bands I can play here, DJ, and everybody will fucking sing like I'm fucking in Germany or some shit. Well, we look forward That's to true. that, and we want people to, you know, have... Have a great time here and come and it's it's what it should be. I mean, you know, it's like you know, you know, so many so many times you go see a band and you're just standing there and you know the guitar player's up on stage wanking off <laughs> and you know, not even in a good way either. Bass player, you know, the the drummer is like playing a million miles an hour. I don't like the clinic. You know, I don't like going to the clinic. Nah, nah. Let you alone fucking paying money I, for I, it. A long time ago, I realized what the music business was all about. I had a guy, a friend of mine, not a friend of mine, I, there was this guy called Doc Pomus, and he's a legendary songwriter in the, you know, from the Brill, era, Brill Building era, from you know, uh, Carol King and uh, Neil Sedaka and, Neil, and, and, and those guys. They, they churned out a zillion hits, the bubblegum, all the stuff. Uh, and like one time I'm on 48th Street in, the, in, in Music Row, when it was Music Row, Manny's, Sam Ash, all the, the, uh, all the guitar stores that we can't see anymore. Gone. I can't go there and like gag, gag it. I'm just staring at shit I'll n I know I can never have, but I have a little. But, um, so I'm standing there and watching, looking, in a looking like gazing at some guitars. And, and all of a sudden I turn around and this big guy, this big, huge guy. And I said, I, I, I know you. I said, he goes, I'm Doc Palmas. Nice to meet you, son. I go, I'm Ross Friedman. Nice <laughs> to meet you. I'm like, it's like 19. I'm like, just like maybe not even, I, I don't know. He goes, how you doing? I go, I, I, I know who you are. I go, he go, I said, what, what do you think this, what, 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 what's the secret of the music business, Doc? I, I go, and so he goes, well, Ross, let me tell you. Let me tell you something, Ross. It's songs, 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 
Then you got to have some more songs, and after that, you're going to need more songs after that. Then when you're done with that, you're going to need songs after that and more songs. And then as you continue your life, you're going to need more songs after that. And you know what? That stuck to me my whole life in music because, you know, it doesn't matter how well you play. If you have a great tune, that's all you what, need. That's all you need, and that's what people identify with. And that's why people identify with the, the Manowar songs because every song of that era you i mean you know you can you can sing it you can, you know it just like the beatles you know those songs you know you know those songs from that era and that's that's the secret of music songs and it'll never change i don't care how many years go down i don't care how many you know cookie cutter metal bands come around you can't remember a, a fucking second of those songs like you can you, you know like you can like you can sing battle hymn or you can sing Shell Shock, or you can sing Metal Days, or you can sing, you know. Fucking Hail and Kill. Hail and Kill. You know? Chorus is so very important. Yes. You, you know, a uh, strong uh, chorus. I don't care if it's a metal hook, a pop hook, a, a classical hook. I mean, a hook is a hook, you know. So that was my, that's the, what I've taken in all my years in the music business. That's, that's, what I've, that's what I know what it is to be true. And I think I'm pa- I pass it on to my my band i pass it on to my friends that that's really the secret you know fucking magic in the air tonight man uh, fucking quite you fucking 30 albums in 41 years yes sir fuck that's like a slugging percentage dude <laughs> fucking that's crazy guy holy shit how many more you got left in you well well we know that For this year at least <laughs> Tell them, Lance, what do you think well we are uh we're currently working on material for the first Ross the Boss album with with this current lineup and um, for those of you who have heard our singer Mike Katoya sing just check it out that's (laughs) all I really have to say but uh, it it will be good Uh, you know I mean I've been a Man of War fan since of course of the old stuff since I'm a little kid since I started playing the guitar you know, I, I had I had this guy over here as my teacher. <laughs> really? So that that's that definitely helps a little bit. And I kid you not when I say that Mike and I and Kevin, it just so happens that three guys that are playing this band. I think we know that music like more thoroughly than anyone on I, this planet. They know it more <laughs> thoroughly than I do. <laughs> so I, th- I think we know the secret sauce like that needs to be uh, put into these ex- songs <laughs> excellent band uh, fantastic uh great 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 guys to be with i mean it's it's cool you know so the, i think the thing that that helps is that we're, you know of course we're friends of ross's but we really are fans of of those songs you know so we know what we would love to hear you know like if there was like a seventh awesome man of war record you know that's basically what we would try to do because it's it's not like we're just trying to redo something that's there already you know it, it's it want it's supposed to be new but also what we would love to hear you know we want obviously the fans to love it which i'm pretty sure they will but you know we want to love it too so it's it's not you know obviously it'll be as catchy as any of those records but it you know we throw in our creativity and it's it's just going to be really good because we really love the music that much, and I think mm-hmm. we know what we're doing mm-hmm. with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it's it, it'll come out when it's ready, you know, <laughs> when it's done. Yeah, no rush, no rush. <laughs> that's the official release date uh, when it's that's the ready. Yeah, uh, you know, we're not gonna, we can't wait forever now, but we know it's 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 
it's still forging, man. Those it songs don't happen overnight. Those great songs that I'm talking about, they don't come overnight. Right. You well, if, if you if you look music at music doesn't doesn't just appear at my door. Absolutely. If you look at all the you know what are known to be the greatest metal bands of all time, you know, a lot of people talk about um, things like selling out and writing more commercial songs and this and that. But the truth is, when all the great, especially in the '80s, when all the great heavy metal records were coming out, do you think any of those bands really gave a shit about? Writing a commercial, so like listen to Into Glory, Ride Hatred. Is that commercial? That's not commercial at all. You know, mm. any anything from that era. You know, look at Iron Maiden putting out Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. That's like a what twenty minute song. Right. They don't care. Nobody cares. And those those bands just happen to be the ones that had the songs that stuck around for the longest amount of time. And it has nothing to do with being commercial or writing songs to appeal to people. It's just writing good music. I can't that's imagine what we you guys being on Nickelodeon again nowadays yeah. or some yeah. shit like that. <laughs> that was you know, great. that was something. Well, we were Manowar was accused of selling out a little bit with uh, when we signed to Atlantic, when we we put out uh, "Fighting the World," "Blow Your Speakers." But looking back to that, I I think those songs are great. I don't, I'm not I'm not saying those songs are. Fighting the World is one of my top ten patty albums. Yeah. It always finds its way in. Fucking patty albums. You know, I like yeah. how you say that. Patty. Fucking patty album. Patty, that like dude. Fucking in the metal. kitchen. Fucking cassette deck. Fucking right, dude. A couple right, beers, dude. spilling shit, getting sloppy. Fucking sing along. You. Hell yeah, guy. <laughs> The word selling out throws me off every time I hear selling it. Selling out. I Think wish I could sell out to right? someone. <laughs> Think sell out Ralph's tonight almost. Well, Think yeah. he got a friend in some office. He's doing. He's a janitor, and he works his way up to be a salesman. Right. He works his way up to be a neg- Do you call him a sellout for promoting himself in life? Not. No. He's successful. That's but what he is. But we can call band sellouts if they decide to do a different Nothing label. Nothing wrong in this country with yeah. being successful and making lots of money. And 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 owning businesses. Many That's the business. pussification of America, in that's my opinion, right. is fucking punishing fucking people for being successful uh, and fucking working too hard. That, well, that that's the big. I'm serious. Gonna, Fuck gonna, that we're shit. We're gonna make a big decision in November, and we're ho- hopefully we're gonna make the right decision. Yeah, you going? You giving your mind to? Uh, I think somebody with uh, a tan or so, yep. perhaps. No, Gary Johnson. No, not a chance. He just doesn't because, have a chance. Yeah. He doesn't have a chance. Okay. I mean. They're selling you out going put, on all right, over the, the world. And you didn't put your, uh, your, cor- uh, your what do you call it, the, the horse with the cat with the fucking Bernie Sanders train or where the fuck oh it was? Jesus. That nice New York man, fucking, you want to get behind that Listen, guy? Listen, a nice Jewish guy from the Bronx or Brooklyn, wherever he's from, nice guy, I mean, I mean, well-meaning, but he's, he just sold out. He just, he, he just took his whole campaign and went, went to the corporate whore. Yep. You know, yeah, that's a problem. It. Let's face facts. <laughs> yeah, pretty much fucking. Let's, let's wow. face facts. I think both parties are fucked, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think people need a change. The motherfuckers are pulling a sword out we're, of stone we're, about this we're point, coming, you know? We're coming down with a change. What's it, happening, dude? It's what's going to happen? When Bernie... I believe it. You, know, you, you mentioned Bernie. Like, think of that whole generation of kids right now who are 17, 16, and they're getting into the whole Bernie thing, oh getting into God. the movement, and they, they just got let down. That's right. So wait until four to eight and years, they, uh, that generation... And they think, yeah, look who's here... Who's this guy? This is us. This is Mike Katoya. A great audio fit cue for the uh, Yo, hot Mike shot. Just what? Walked in. What's, What's on? happening? What's your name? Give him Mike. Hey. Mike Katoya. What do you do in life? <laughs> What's your story? That's a What's that's, your story? That's a difficult question to answer in a short period of time. We have plenty of time. I, I, sing, I sing and drum. <laughs> you singing tonight with the band? Yes, I am. Jesus Christ. I'll try my best anyway. Jesus sing. Christ. So if we can get you to talk for two and a half hours, just <laughs> keep talking nonstop, no fluids. No, I don't want no douche exactly. shells. What, do you got a Pokemon on douche your shirt or chills. something? Yes, it's a Pokemon. Jesus Christ. I, I don't mean. want you getting hit by a... Get up here tonight. Somebody will walk up on stage looking for a Pokemon. I'm going to fucking knock on the fuck <laughs> out. I got as a sword long as they pay at the door, who I'll gives draw a the shit sword what they're doing? I'll draw the sword on the motherfucker trying to catch you. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. You would think with the epidemic. <laughs> epidemic. So. We're actually fucking wrapping this up. If anything, yeah. if, uh, let's just look at it this way, thinking forward. Right. I'm not going to get bogged down with all this political shit. All right. Because we yeah, all have yeah. our opinions yeah. or whatever, yeah, and no, it's, I mean, it's just it's overloaded. It's too, it's, too, it's too depressing to think it's about. It's depressing. Well, I don't know how you know. A nice, you it's know. Well, let's look Good at story. it this way. Ross, you're yeah. full of wisdom. Okay. And the bottom line is that you've toured the world. And I think we're going to be seeing more of you in the future. What's one thing here in America American promoters can do to improve their game, particularly with the hospitality with you guys? With hospitality? I, I, I think um, stop treating the younger bands with, with, with disdain. I know it's hard. I know you're trying to make these guys almost pay to play. Ooh. You know? Sucks. I, I, I've been hearing about that stuff. I think that's brutal. I think that... that more people, more communities should should open their venues to live music. Um, you know, uh, the, the problem is is like that the airplay, uh, the media it doesn't cover heavy metal and hard rock music like you know like it does. They just it it's just everybody. It's it's just us against the world now, and it's a lot better. It's a lot freer in in Europe, um, you know, and we know that, but. Metal has its people love it, and you know live music is making a super comeback, and uh, metal is actually up. The uh, uh, we had a great last year in heavy metal. The gates are up, uh, are are higher than, uh, are bigger than ever. The live gate for all the bands, like if you put everything together, mm-hmm. um, gu- and guitar music actually is making a super comeback. Believe it or not, and it's and metal is outsold, out 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 requested on Pandora. And Spotify. Yeah. And Spotify. Oh, yeah. Beat Taylor. Uh, what's her name? Um, All about that bass. Oh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. yeah. The metal is out, out requested by uh, Taylor Swift and all that. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's really coming back. I mean, I, there are signs. There are very good signs that heavy metal is, is just it never went away. But I'm, I'm thinking it's set for, make for a big comeback here. I, th- I think the problem is not the promoters or hospitality or anything like that. I, th- I think the biggest problem in the world actually right now, not just music, is the internet. If I could be ruler of the universe for a minute, I would destroy the internet forever and ever. And Wipe it out. Just completely, everyone gets their information from social media, everything social media, you have to do everything online. Music will never have to be paid for again people are not going to buy album that's it it's that's over a big it, problem. It's, it's it you can what are you going to confiscate everyone's computer and and have them not be able to download music there's always going to be computers in everyone's house they're going to download music whether you like it or not and that's it uh, unless you can figure out a way to to stop that now at, at this point i don't i can't see that that's happening really but but you know the internet really i think is what is destroying like pretty much everything in the world right now yeah. That's why I, I think the if the band is great live. I think that's the band's selling card, don't you think? Band yes. has to be killer live. Fucking Ross the Boss committed to making American metal great again. That's right. Can't thank you enough for your service. Thank we will you. forever be on your side in this campaign. Where can we follow you from here on out? You got a website or something? Anything uh, online? We have, we have talking um, about destroying the internet. Let's yeah, go well, right to the uh, internet. Uh, <laughs> of course, we have uh, exactly. the Ross the Boss band page on yeah. Facebook. Um, you can see, you can hear. Um, I have rossthebus.com, ross-the-dash.com, theboss.com. Ross the dash. You have the dashes in there between the does. My, I'll have all, all news up on on the fan page though. So. Right on. Next time I'm in Queens, I'm gonna go on the cage, take a couple rips. Okay, we'll see what you got, dude. Fucking big poppy up in here. Yeah. Yeah. 
a couple of walk-offs for you, all right? <laughs> fucking right. Thanks for being here, dude. Really appreciate it. you guys fucking showing up and fucking being as real as you are. Fucking, you got it. Fucking prost. Cheers. Whatever's All I got to say to you is fucking A, man. Fucking A, guy. Fucking A. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, dude. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you.